Welcome to the Whole My Ice Coffee Podcast with Elena Sadi and Cindy Felkel. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Felkel. Elena could not be with us today because she's dealing with the very real stress of working from home as a single mom and also taking on the responsibility of what I call public homeschooling, because it's not quite the same as just pure homeschooling because you don't get to decide your curriculum and what activities that you're doing. It's continuing what public school teachers were doing and trying to make that work at home. So it's a little added stress more than just homeschooling. And also there's the very real stress of being confined indoors on beautiful spring days too. But Rhode Island has shut down all of their parks. So there's, it's all of the normal stresses of being a mom. Plus now you can't even go outdoors and like let them scream it out or whatever. So, and I'm sure a lot of you guys know exactly how that feels. And she really wanted to encourage everybody. And we're going to do some things a little differently where we talk about some of that stuff and where we have some ideas on the back burner. But I told her I wanted her to focus mostly on things that were bringing in money because as much as we love you guys and want to encourage you, <laughs> none of you are sending us checks. So, um, you know, we got to deal with that too because, you know, life, we're real people here. <laughs> but we both really wanted to get this podcast out there for you guys today because we feel like it's going to be encouraging to you no matter what it is that you're struggling with right now as you're listening. I'm originally airing this podcast on Friday, March 27th from Connecticut. And our state's pretty much shut down right now. And we are right next to New York. So we're bracing ourselves for, you know, whatever's getting ready to happen. So before I share the interview with you, I would like to say a prayer for all of us during this time. Lord, I pray for everyone listening here and whatever struggles they may be facing. I pray that you keep us all safe during this time. And as we face this fearful time, I pray that that each one of us leans more into you and that you give us eyes to see your goodness and to see your work still happening in this world. Help us to not be controlled by fear, but to rise above that and know that you are with us. Help us to love our neighbors well during this time and help us to depend on your, your ever-present care and comfort and strength and guidance during this time. Amen. So if this happens to be the first Hold My Ice Coffee episode that you've listened to, just let me tell you right off the bat, um, my perspective on things is unique. Some might say weird, but I prefer unique. (laughs) And I actually ran today's episode by a few people before I shared it, and I just talked to them about what what I was doing, and the reaction was always, um that's like the worst possible thing you could share during this time. (laughs) But then when I explained what my purpose was and what I wanted people to see, everybody was like, oh, wow, that sounds incredible. I hope you can pull it off. Good luck with that. (laughs) So please hang with us to the end because I promise there's a really good point in all of this. I believe we'll all be encouraged. Plus, I've got a couple of announcements for you at the end that I think are also going to be helpful for you. And the other thing that I think you need to know about me is I really do laugh a lot. I pretty much find humor in everything. So you might think I'm kind of messed up with that. But I think 
tears and laughter are both holy things that unite us. And there's an incredible power in all of this. And I see it when we're, if you look at social media, we're all going through this really tough time. And yet we're, we're uniting over all these jokes about toilet paper and stuff. And because laughter gives us hope. And in the middle of pain, we can also laugh and know we are really all in this human experience together. And we all have struggles and those struggles matter. And there, but there's also laughter and joy in every day even in the most dark times, there's still laughter there. So I love that we're laughing about toilet paper. And I also love that um, we're soon going to be laughing about what color people's hair really is, <laughs> except me, because y'all are not going to see my real hair color, because while everybody else was running for um, stocking up on toilet paper, I went to Sally's and I got me some more <laughs> hair dye. So I'm set till like October. And even then, I'm going to be soaking my hair in tea because y'all ain't seeing my gray, just so you know. Also, the third and final thing that I need to tell you before you listen to this interview is I need to give you some cultural context for this because a lot of y'all are from the north and you don't know how southerners feel about (laughs) fried chicken but like for southerners a lot of us fried chicken is our comfort food and i'm i'm not gonna lie it's like iced coffee from duncan is for rhode islanders (laughs) only southerners might be more extreme about our attachment to fried chicken because like Southerners would not listen to a podcast called Hold My Fried Chicken because they're like, hey, you ain't holding my fried chicken because <laughs> we know we wouldn't get it back. So when you hear our jokes about Chick-fil-A, if, if you don't laugh at them, just pretend she was talking about Dunkin' Donuts. So with all that said, I hope you enjoy my interview with Hannah Tootin. Hi guys, welcome to this coronavirus edition of Hold My Ice Coffee. During this challenging time, we still want to be here for you and encourage you to walk in the awesomeness you were created for. We just want to hold your iced coffee with some gloves on, maybe from six feet away. (laughs) (laughs) So I have the pleasure today of welcoming our guest, Hannah Tootin. She is my niece, and it says a lot about her that she's willing to do an that she's willing to do an interview with her crazy aunt Cindy, <laughs> and we're from the south, so it's Aunt Cindy. So get at me, Aunt Cindy, whatever. <laughs> I've watched her grow up for twenty three years into the lovely young woman she is today. And just since we're talking about you being twenty three years old, are do you consider yourself a millennial or a Gen Zer? go back and forth because there's one thing I see okay I'm a millennial and then there's another and it says I'm a Gen Z so yeah I think you should say Gen Z because like 38 year olds are millennials yeah (laughs) (laughs) like there's so much I don't know you're in that awkward in between age yeah (laughs) you just get criticized by everybody No, seriously, it is an honor that you are letting me interview you today. And for my guest, Hannah is a very sweet young lady. She's been married for almost a year now um, (laughs) to her husband, Tyler, Mm -hmm. and they're living somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Georgia. (laughs) Nowhere, South Carolina, but we work. And then nowhere, Georgia. <laughs> oh, so they live in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina, and drive into nowhere, Georgia yeah. to work. 
And um, Hannah's a very gifted writer, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her grow in that and using that gift. Currently serving her community in the middle of the coronavirus and all the problems with that, she is faithfully serving by working at Chick-fil-A and delivering the Lord's chicken to people. (laughs) Yes. So I just need to know, like, when we start out, how has it been working at Chick-fil-A? And do you guys all feel protected because you know you're doing the Lord's work? <laughs> well, we're definitely taking every precaution we can, um, just like everybody else. You know, wash our hands extra good, um, make sure that we're not touching our faces or anything like that, wearing gloves, just stuff like that to make to give our guests as well as ourselves just that extra precaution, extra protection. Yeah. And honestly, all chicken, I mean, God's pretty much blessed all fried chicken. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. The other question is like, what would you say, just thinking about stories of our relationship growing up, (laughs) what do you think some funny stories are that you'd like to share with all the Hold My Ice Coffee listeners? Well, the first thing that came to mind was whenever you brought my sister, Jessica. All right. No, we don't have to share this story. (laughs) That Um, was a cute. That was the first one that came to mind. But Well, we didn't make it clear. I'll let you tell the story because we're laughing at it. So our listeners can, you can tell the story of what I bought your sister. Okay. It was a little puppet thing. I don't know what it's called, but... A marionette. Yeah, marionette. Okay. Um, and she opened it, and she just didn't know what to do with it. Nobody <laughs> really knew what it was. And it was just everybody was making fun of it and laughing. But uh, it's a thought that counts. So <laughs> You kids yeah. today, you just don't know. When I, yeah. when I was her age, I really wanted a marionette. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought they were the coolest thing because you could make it. It was a big bird and you can make it walk around and stuff. And I would still have fun with one of those today. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you've always been there for me. And, you know, we've shared a lot of different things. I mean, we both have a degree in English, so we share that. Yeah, you've helped me a lot with, like, my writing and the process of having a blog and things like that. Just being an inspiration. But I'm not really sure. About, like, the funny stuff that, I mean, I know that you guys said a bunch of funny stuff at my wedding, but that seems like a blur now with all the stress and stuff, but. I think I might have given the worst speech at your wedding, because after it was over, I was like, wait a minute, I just insulted everybody, (laughs) because everybody gave these really nice speeches, and then I stood up and said, yeah, well, you're not going to listen to anything anybody (laughs) said anyway, are you? So don't ask me to speak at your way. <laughs> anyway, so tell our listeners a little more about yourself. Anything you'd like to share? So last year in May, I graduated with a Bachelor of Archery um, from Charleston Southern University. And I got married all within two weeks of each other. So it was a really stressful time. But ever since then, I've been working as a training director at Chick-fil-A in Rankin, Georgia. So I've had a lot of opportunity to teach people the procedures and processes that we have at Chick-fil-A. So I'm just really grateful for that opportunity. I also have a blue healer named Zena. She is majorly spoiled by my husband. But... 
Uh, yeah, so she's my dog is what he says, but really, she's his dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit today about about struggles in life and going through hard times. And I am so appreciative of you being on here and sharing this with us. But you grew up with pretty much what would other people would look at and say it was like this picture perfect life with this cute little family and this great aunt that you know, <laughs> <laughs> and like you know you grew up going to church and with a supportive family but today you you are being brave and coming on here and sharing a, a really kind of vulnerable story about a time that you had some big struggles in your life so let's just start out I just want to start off with letting you share what you want to share with us and then kind of we'll go from there Okay, cool. Um, so when I was seven years old, I dedicated my life to Christ, I guess, as you would say that, um, which to me, that meant just having a relationship with him um, from that point going forward. So I wrote in my diary, uh, Dear God, and always signed it, Love Hannah. So it was kind of like letters to God is how I kept um, my prayer life up, I guess you would say. Uh, so that's how the whole first part of my life, I guess I would say. And then, you know, I grew up as a pastor's kid, so I was always in church, um, different churches along the way, but always in church uh, nonetheless. And then my senior year of high school, I'd say, was a really tough time for me um, just because I had a lot of things going on. Um, You know, first of all, like the stress of trying to pick a college, submitting your ACT, SAC, scores, all that kind of stuff. But on top of that, um, I had a friend who passed away um, from suicide. So that hit me really hard because we were beginning to become really close and I didn't really expect it to happen. Um, So I would say that changed my relationship with God and the way I just view the world um, drastically just because of how unexpected and how much that I had never grieved anything and or I had never experienced loss in such an impactful way I would guess um or I would say so that was just really tough for me um but I eventually got through it um I decided to go to counseling which helped me deal with emotions in a lot of ways I think as Christians we think sometimes that going to counseling makes us, you know, makes us appear like we don't trust God enough or makes us appear like we're too weak or we're not, we are, we're not strong enough to handle the things that come our way or we haven't gone to the altar enough, you know, to lay down our burdens. But I think that really everything is a process in life and in order to get through life, you have to have somebody who's going to help you go through that process, whether that's a friend, a counselor, or, you know, someone else. But I just really think that's what kind of got me through that time is the counseling and the friends that I had. And that's what I love so much about your story is that it demonstrates no matter what, we are all going to go through stuff. And we, God never intended for us to go through those things alone without depending on other people. And so a counselor is another tool in our toolbox that we can use to help us get through those things because we're meant to be connected with each other. So what would you say, how did it change your faith? 
Um, so I would say that whenever it happened, um, I felt kind of betrayed by God just because I felt like my life was going pretty great. I mean, I was about to go to college. I'd been accepted into the college that I wanted to. Um, and it was just going really great. And then all of a sudden, I just have this person ripped from my life that I thought was going to be there. Um, so I guess I just felt betrayed. So it changed my faith because I knew even though I didn't understand what God was doing, that I wouldn't make it through the grieving process without God or without somebody to lean on. Um, so I decided, you know what, um, I'm going to go through this grief and all these emotions with God. And if that means that I have to hate him for a second, then that's how it's going to be. But at least I know that he's there, if that makes sense. You talked about if it meant that you had to hate him for a second. I think people are so scared of that, but that's not not having faith. When you are angry and you're and you're like, wait, God, I don't I don't see you right now. I don't know where you are. And you're questioning or you're angry or you're mad or even if you feel like you hate him or he let you down because you're still clinging to him. You're still running like, hey, wait, where are you? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, um, that's one of the things we talked about in counseling was that I needed somebody to blame. And up until basically I went to counseling, I was blaming myself. But eventually I, um, ended up blaming God because that's, you know, he was my scapegoat and it was easier for me to put the blame on him than it was for me. So I just think, you know, in the end, no, it wasn't God's fault, but, he was there for me in the way that I needed him to be there for me. So was there anybody else that you would say held your iced coffee during that time? or? Um, I would say that my friends at Chick-fil-A really helped me a lot. Um, since the friend that I had passed away, since he worked at Chick-fil-A, I had a lot of, I guess you would say, triggers when I went to work because um, everywhere I turned, it was almost like memory, memory, memory. And it was just so hard to handle because it was so unexpected. Um, and again, I was just putting that blame all on myself. And so they were just there for me. Um, they let me, you know, sit in the office and cry it out if I needed to, or they let me talk it out with them if I needed to. Um, so that really helped me. I think when people are grieving, they don't necessarily want to be told encouraging things. They just want a shoulder to cry on or, you know, a listening ear, or at least I didn't want to be told anything. That's what I wanted because every little thing that you were going to tell me, I was going to basically look into and just distort because of how upset and how mad I was. So the people that were really there for me um, and that really listened to me and just never really left my side were the ones that helped me get through it. It's been four years and we've talked about how the pain of losing someone never really goes away. How do you feel about this experience now as you look back on it? So I feel like, you know, like I said before, that God's going to be there for us no matter what. And if he needs to be the person to blame in your life, then he's going to be that person that you can blame. He's going to be the one that we can hold on to, that we can cling to in whatever way that we need to, to in order to get through. And I think a lot about, you know, in the Bible, it talks about blessed are they who mourn 
that there's something about it when we really go through that, we understand God in a new way. And I guess one of the things that I was thinking about as you're talking is that it doesn't ever go away. Like that pain just becomes like a different way of you see the world differently. But it's, it's a beautiful, like, I feel like a holy thing when you've been through something like that. That's the really big encouragement from this is that we don't get anywhere by denying problems in this world. So I, I really do appreciate you sharing that and encouraging people to go to counseling We talked about like where you saw God in your story, but you said you wanted to share some Bible verses with us. Sure. One of the ones that I think we talked about was Hebrews 13, 5. God says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. I think that's just an encouragement and a promise that God keeps. And another one I was thinking about was Genesis 50, 20. um, And it says what the enemy meant for evil, God will use for good. Um, And that really just spoke to me because that says to me that God will find a purpose for our pain. Not that he caused our pain in order to find a purpose, but that what the enemy intended for evil, what he made come into the light, um, God will make a purpose for that, whatever that means um, to you. And I don't know, I just find it encouraging that God will make whatever pain in your life matter and that it's not for nothing. And I I love that, that everything we do is because he's with us and not so that he'll be with us. And I think that's so powerful when we're going through a hard time and these disappointments to remember he's right there with us. And I think that the beauty that we see in our suffering is that it connects us with his heart. Like that's when we feel his presence so strongly of his encouragement in those times. So we're also hosting this and we're in the middle of dealing with all these issues surrounding the coronavirus. And there's a lot of fear and uncertainty among people and not just with the sickness, but also what it's going to do to our, our economy and people are feeling isolated. I can just speak to the fact that people that are stuck in the house with their spouse, like like it might start wearing on some of us. And then there's like all these other things, like not just for ourselves, but the uncertainty for everybody. So in this time, how do you think we would be better off and it would change things if we really, really believed this message that you're talking about, that God will never forsake us? I think people would leave it in God's hands a lot more. I think lots of people are trying to take it into their own hands and trust their own devices. I think that's why they're buying so much toilet paper for whatever reason. Um, but listen, don't be hating. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. but yeah, so I think that they would just, I'm not saying like, don't take the precautions that the CDC tells us to take. I'm saying like, take those precautions, but also trust and know in the fact that God's going to be there for you and that God's going to, you know, use our pain, whatever pain that might be, the loss of a job, the loss of, uh, you know, financial things that you had or whatever it is, you know, God's going to use that. Um, There's going to be a purpose for it. It's not for nothing. may seem like it right now, but I think in the end that we'll see that it was 
all part of his big plan, whatever that may be. And how do you think we can encourage people to remember that during this time? I think just doing what you're already doing, having this podcast for people to listen to and take encouragement in. Um, something that I personally like to do is set my Apple Watch or iPhone background uh, with a verse on it. And every time I open my iPhone or I look at my Apple Watch, I read that verse. Um, so one of my favorite verses is, uh, what time I am afraid, I will put my trust in thee. And that's Psalm 56.3. So I don't know. I think that just what you guys are already doing is great. Uh, thank you. It's it's really true, though, the difference I see in people who are fearful during this time. And then, like, I just shared something on Facebook about a group of uh, college students who were all about how can we serve. And when that fear is taken away, you start to become more concerned of, like, how can I help people during this? What's the opportunity here? So, yeah, I really appreciate all that you're saying. And I am going to invite you to share some things as a guest blogger on my blog site, which I'm I'm just getting back into blogging and all, but we would love for you to connect with our listeners and share some of your writing there. So everybody be looking out for that. Also, here's a little bonus story Hannah thought of at the end that she really wanted me to share with y'all. I don't know why it's so funny about it. I did think of um, one funny story that I have of you from my childhood. Um, so I guess it was when I was like 10 or smaller, probably smaller. But um, I remember you telling me whenever we were eating some watermelon that if I ate a watermelon seed, that was going to grow a watermelon in my stomach. And I believe that just like I'm sure every kid may have might have when they were little. But you were that person for me. so. She was 18, y'all. <laughs> no, I <wasn't>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. But thank you, Hannah, for being willing to do an interview with your crazy aunt, Cindy. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. I hope that you were really encouraged by that interview. And I hope that whatever you are facing, you will remember that truth. Jesus promised not to forsake you. And it has nothing to do with you deserving it, but everything to do with how much God adores us. And here at Hold My Ice Cup, we really want to be an encouragement to you with whatever you are facing. We are offering a couple of resources that we think will be helpful. And the first resource is that I'm opening up my schedule to offer free life coaching to people who may be dealing with issues surrounding the coronavirus and to help you find strategies to move forward in a productive way and offer you hope. So if that's a resource that you feel like would be helpful for you, you can schedule that at my website, which is ourjourneysmatter.com. And the other thing that we are going to offer for to you is free chapters of my audiobook as they become available. If you remember my interview with Elena, we talked about the book that I was revising and it's so crazy. I was feeling completely compelled to just go through every chapter and say, where is the peace and hope in this? I want people to know how the stories of Luke fit into our modern world and every story 
has a message of peace and hope for us and our struggles. And I didn't even know why I was doing it. I was just like, I, this, I just feel like I can't get it out of my system and I have to do this. And then as I was recording it and the, these things with the coronavirus were happening, I was like, this is what I want people to know. So I'm really, really excited to get to share those things with you. And that also will be available on our website, holdmyicecoffee.com. And then the final thing that we're going to do is just share uh, resources that we find that are helpful for us in encouragement and dealing with all of the issues as they come up during this time. So I hope that you will connect with us and find encouragement through all of that. So go wash your hands, stay home, be encouraged by knowing that whatever you're facing, Jesus is with you and will hold your iced coffee from a distance with some gloves on. Blessings.